Well, welcome to episode two of the Journey of Grace, and uh, I really want to thank you for uh, your response on the first episode. So many of you told me it was encouraging to you personally, and that's our whole intent, not to make it about my journey, but our journey together. And uh, I had some really great testimonies of some people who were uh, at the right moment, the podcast came up for them, and uh, I hope it was a blessing to them and to you too as well. But uh, got an email from a, a global worker who was in the hospital with her parents and said, I really need, needed something that day. And that day was just exactly what God brought through the podcast. So I hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please let us know. There's an email address you can go to right now, podcast at cag.org, and you give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, we want to share this as often as you can. And again, our goal is really to promote the grace and the power of Jesus on this journey of grace. And today I felt like we should talk about a few things. There are times that are really moments in our life and in our journey that are up and down. So I know in the last few weeks that uh, people who have expressed some things to me uh, about what they're going through, people have lost loved ones, people are going through hurt and pain. I got an email this morning from one of our great gals whose husband is is not doing well physically and she's asking God for his strength every for God's strength in her life every day. And God shows up at all moments. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, that uh, God is the God of the mountains and the valleys. And so even though uh, we don't know all the future, we do know who's in charge of the future. So I just felt like today I want to talk to you about just three quick things. And uh, they deal with really about making statements about this journey of grace. So some of you right now are experiencing are going through some really super difficult times. And others, like me, are just trusting God every day. So by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have gone through four chemo treatments, and I thank God that he has been giving me daily manna and daily grace. And like you, uh, things that happen sometimes unexpectedly. So a couple weeks ago, I got a call from my oncologist and said, oh man, good, the numbers are going really in the right direction. And then got a call from the oncologist, said things are still good, but we want you to come in for some, some extra stuff. And so every time you know you pick up the phone and you see the oncologist uh, name on there, you think, okay, what's going on now, right? And so you have a moment to like pause and say, okay, God, are you here with me? And he is. So like always, we're reading uh, Psalm 91 uh, every day, every night, uh, every morning. And then uh, recently, my wife, who's an incredible researcher, Dee is just fantastic, came across a, an incredible teaching uh, by, by Jenny Allen, and it really spoke to me uh, very, very much. And she was teaching from Romans chapter 8, and in a couple weeks I'll be speaking on it too. But I want to read the, just the first part of Romans chapter 8 and give you three quick tips for whatever you're going through that are really helping me right now. They're just helping me walk through uh, the day-to-day and the uncertainty about tomorrow, and I've learned in my own life, it's better just to keep focused on today. And uh, that's what we're talking about, daily manna and daily miracles. Because uh, I like in the Old Testament, there was manna enough for one day. And then you got enough for like the Sabbath to have two days, but that's it. But uh, this is Romans chapter 8, verse number 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So I want to talk to you about that for a second, if you could, that we have this incredible dichotomy within us on this journey of grace that God says, I'm with you. I'm more than enough. I'm going to be there for you no matter what you're facing. And yet our flesh rises up so much of the time and says, oh, but God, are you really there? Are you going to really help me? 
And then uh, Romans chapter 8, verse number 9 says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed Christ lives in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it will give life, I like that, give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. So the statement is made very clearly in Romans chapter 8 that uh, the flesh is death and the Spirit is life. And what does that mean? Well, in my own life, And in my own thought process, here's what I go through the day. First thing in the morning, read Psalm 91. And then I read Romans chapter 8. And then I'm just praying. And I'm not just praying a little bit. I'm praying throughout the day. I I joke with some people, I'm praying more now than I ever have in my lifetime because I'm up a lot at night, like I've expressed to you before, and and praying. I pray for everyone uh, who is going through anything right now. I pray for people who are praying for me. I pray for people who are uh, in our church. I pray for people who are in different parts of the world. I pray for global workers. And so God is actually giving me more time to pray, and I'm grateful for that, uh, very, very much so. But I know that if I let my flesh, my thought process, go away from the things of the Spirit, it can really quickly derail my, even my, my moment with God, that presence of God that he wants you to know and me to know on this journey of grace. Now, are you saying, Pastor, are you playing this kind of like mind game with yourself? No. I think the Bible says to fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So in this journey of grace, I believe that you and I have to be intentional about what you're going through right now. Okay, so here's uncertain times, uncertain things, don't know the future, don't know what's going to take place. But we do know a few things that God is faithful, that he's going to take care of us. And so I have a choice to make whether or not to be focused in on the flesh, which says, here's what could happen. So I have a lot of doctor friends, and they said, please don't ever read the internet. Don't go to Google and Google what, what your situation is. He said, they're going to tell you about every bad thing possible, right? I have a doctor friend who's also a global worker who said, tell people to stay off the internet because the only thing that gets on the internet are the bad things that take place. And I know what he's talking about. We're not like putting our head in the sand. But the idea of saying, God, whose report will I listen to? And this is important for you. The Spirit gives life. And the Word of God says, and if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, dwells in you, it will give life to your mortal body all of the mortal body. So not just the physical part, but the spiritual part. And you and I are more spiritual than anything else, and that's why Paul says to live by the Spirit. And that's why in chapter 12 of Romans, he says, be transformed by what? The renew of your mind. So Jenny Allen says that the battle is right here in the mind, and it's true. And we ask God in his grace to allow us to understand that as I and you walk out this journey of grace, whatever we're facing... He's going to be more than enough to take care of us and take care of you. So at this moment, I want you just to pause right now and just say, God, I want to walk in your spirit. I want to walk with the help of the Holy Spirit. I want my mind fixed on the things the Spirit wants me to live in. And I want that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead to dwell in me. I just want you to, to think about that for a second and wherever you're at. So I'm going to be transparent with you as much as I possibly can through this journey and so uh, each time uh, I go into a chemo treatment, I'm saying, God, give me grace and help. And I was so blessed this past week 
the church here is so wonderful that every time I'm in chemo, they're, they're having prayer, prayer and worship for just here in the sanctuary. And I was just watching that. It was just so moving to me, just powerful to see people praying and worshiping God and inviting the presence of God to supersede anything that may be happening in the flesh. And that's really important. So we have this incredible thing happening in our lives, my life and your life too. We are more spirit than we are flesh because I can tell you this because the spirit lives on forever. The real you is not this flesh that's wasting away, but it's that inner spirit that's being renewed day by day. So you and I are going to be eternal with Jesus as we're followers of him. So I want to say this to you. Because that battle in the mind is really a battle against the enemy. Okay, and I do believe there's a real enemy that's fighting. I, I feel like I'm in a spiritual battle more than in a physical battle. I don't think this just happened. I don't think this is just something that just a whim all of a sudden took place. I think this is a spiritual thing. And I think God's trying to teach me things out of it. But also, one of the things he wants me to do is, is to fight. To fight with spiritual weapons, not just with flesh weapons. Flesh weapons says, oh, God, what's going to happen here? But spirit weapons say, God, all right, I know what your word says. Psalm 91 is very clear. If I dwell under the shelf of the Most High, I will rest, and he will give me a long life, and he will give it for salvation. But one thing that I do that I want to challenge you with, in addition to Romans chapter 8, I've prayed this prayer often in my own life, and I, it's a very simple prayer. I find out that sometimes the most simple prayers are the most powerful prayers. I love Elijah and the story on Mount Carmel in chapter 18 of 1 Kings, where he prays like a 45-second prayer. In fact, you can read it in chapter 18. Uh, the prophets of Baal are praying all day, and they're all, all day they're screaming out. They're doing this kind of stuff hours and hours and hours, and he gets up and prays a 45-second prayer. You can read it, and God sends fire. And so here's a prayer that I pray constantly throughout this journey of grace, and not just before this diagnosis, guys. I've been praying this for a long, long time. And I pray this prayer very simply, God, grace me. Grace me. Grace my mind. Grace my heart. Grace, grace what I'm going to do. Grace me, God. And you say, Patrick, what does that mean, grace me? Well, grace, of course, is, is what God does because he's gracious, Every action that God has towards us involves his grace, his creation, his looking out for us, his conviction of sin, his gift of salvation, his equipping us, but also all the things he has planned for us are all because God's gracious gift of grace is helping us. And so I pray, God, in my own mind, when my flesh starts rising up and th start thinking all these different thoughts, I say, God, just grace me now. Let your grace come over my life. And you say, Pastor, I've never thought of that way. Grace is tangible. Grace is real. And grace is not only the amazing grace of salvation, but amazing grace at every moment of our life. It's amazing to think that God can watch over us and be with us and move in our hearts in a powerful way. So if you're in right now in the midst of a huge challenge, what we've learned already is that we have to let the Spirit take control, not the flesh. How do you do that? You spend time in God's Word. You pray. You seek His face. But then the idea of saying, okay, God, would you please grace me now? Grace my mind, Lord God, with your favor to understand that you have my best interest at heart. That, Lord God, you are going to take care of me no matter what anything else is going to come my way. So, again, I'm not in fear of what the future is for me, and I don't want you to be in fear of what the future is for you. 
But I do believe that God gives us these moments just to say, just simple prayers like, God, grace me now. Give me grace right now. Grace for this moment. Grace for what I'm going through. Grace for this season. Then I was listening to a, a wonderful uh, pastor recently, and he said, he said, one thing you want to make sure you do in this whole journey of grace, he said, you never want to question the character of God. So going back to what Ginny Allen said, the idea that the battlefield is in the mind, right? And the enemy is always attacking. And, and how's the attack? Why would God do this to you? What did you do wrong? Did you deserve this? Did something happen? And it's almost like we go back to the, old, the New Testament, who sinned this man or his, or his family? And Jesus said, neither one sinned. It's just that the glory of God might be revealed, okay? So the pastor said this, and it's so important, no matter what takes place in your life, we understand we ask the why questions, right? But never question the character of God. And that's a hard concept because right away we start accusing God. God, you're bigger. You can do all this stuff. Why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you do it this way? Why didn't you allow my husband to be what he needs to be or my wife to be what she needs to be? Or why didn't you allow this to take place? And I, I just thought that word was an really important word for us on this second podcast here of this the journey of grace to say you can it's okay to ask questions in fact there's a great book in the old testament it's all filled with questions god why do bad things happen to good people and you can get stuck there for a while or you can hear god's answer in chapter three of that book habakkuk that god says i'm still god i'm still in charge so don't question the character of god god is love god is faithful God is true. God is present. God is just. He is the God who's sovereign. He is the God who's the healer. He is the one who's watching over you. He is never going to leave you or forsake you. So it's important that you never question the character of God. You say, Pastor, how can I do that? Well, you have your mind controlled by the Spirit. You see how it all ties together? So that grace journey for us is really a grace journey to say, God, all right, do you know every time I'm in chemo treatment, uh, you know the effect that's happening on, on my body. But my prayer is, God, you and your character know that my heart is yours, and I'm going to live in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want the Spirit to lead my heart and my mind. I want to ask you to grace me, God. And then also, Lord, I want to ask you to let me never question your character. Now, it's hard because right away, I know of a... a a family in our church who lost a loved one recently, and, and you think, God, why did this happen? Okay, It's okay to ask the why question for a moment, but then you have to go and answer the who question. Who's in charge of my life? Who knows best? Who knows my end from the beginning? Who knows every day before one day comes to be? So I just want to challenge you. I'm giving you some, some point, I think some pretty clear points about letting the Spirit control you, making sure you pray that simple prayer, Lord God, grace me right now. Give me grace right now for what I'm going through. And then not questioning the character and the nature of our king. Uh, in the New Testament, one of the disciples come to Jesus and said, Jesus says, are you going to leave me too? And, and the disciple says, who are we going to go to? You have the words of eternal life. And that's what I'm saying to you. Don't question the character of the only one who has the answers to eternal life and the answers for our life. Deal? Last point, declaration. I have a pastor friend of mine who called me recently, and he said, he said, Mark, I want you to know, every time we, ever since we heard about this diagnosis, God gave us a verse for you. 
and we declare it over you every day. And uh, he said, we really believe in declaration, that God wants you to, to know who he is and know what he does, and that uh, he is big enough to take care of this. And so every day we put your name into this verse, Psalm 118, verse 17. Mark shall not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. And so every day put my name into it. And these are people that I, I know casually, but they're friends. But they said, we declare this over you every day. Psalm 118, verse 17. Mark shall not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. And he said this, he said, the declaration is really a prophetic word over our life and over my life. And so you can put your own name in that too, whatever you're going through. God is with you. God is for you. You shall not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. And you say, Pastor, wait a second. Is that just like some kind of like positive thought, positive? No, no, no. We want to stand in the power of the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. And if the Spirit gives life, then let's keep our minds, like Paul says, on what the Spirit is telling us, okay? So they declare it. And then another one that uh, my sister sent to me just today, God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So be confident. I will not not be afraid. And then uh, Sandy Mundus, who we love very, very dearly, sent me an email just out of the book of Psalms that says, God is my refuge, my fortress. In him I trust. He is the one who is my salvation. And I, I believe that we can declare this out loud verbally. You know, the Bible talks about the fact that we overcome the enemy by the, by the word of our mouth, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, okay? So Jesus' blood, that grace me moment, and then also the word of our testimony, testimony that says, God, I declare that I am focused on you, and I'm focused on your heart and your life for me. I declare the word of God over my life, and over my family, so I mentioned this in, in, the, in church a couple weeks ago that I'm, I don't, I'm up a lot at night now for a lot of different reasons. So usually I get up and I just pray. And so uh, even last night I was praying for a lot of things for an hour or so in the middle of the night and praying for you guys and praying for this podcast and praying that God would use it and speak to, to people, hopefully in a powerful way. But when I pray, I also pray, Lord, I've got to ask you to pray through me. I've got to ask you to let me pray your word. So that's why this declaration point that the pastor friend and, uh, and his wife told me was so powerful. Just He said, I declare this over you, Mark. Mark shall not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. And that's what I want to do in my life and, and your life too as well. So hopefully this podcast, this episode two, uh, will be an encouragement to you at some point. So let's just go over it real quickly. Number one, listen, let the spirit control your life, not the flesh. You got to kill the, kill the flesh and the thoughts of the flesh. Turn off the things that are taking you away from the things of God and let the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you and give life to your mortal body. Number two, it's important that you just pray simple prayers. And that, that simple prayer, Lord God, just grace me. Grace me today. Grace my thoughts. Grace my heart. Grace my family. I just think it's really important that sometimes we, we want to say the right prayers, but God knows the heart of our the heart of our prayer, Right? I like so much the thief on the cross said, God, remember me. And that was enough to get him into heaven. Pretty crazy, right? Pretty powerful that God has that kind of close connection with us. Number three is don't ever question the character and the nature of our king. He loves you. He's with you. He's not abandoned you. He's not forgotten you. He's not forsaking you. He's not like going to say, well, someone else can deal with this. No, he wants to deal with you. He cares for you. And then number four, make declarations to God. 
God, I will not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. Lord God, you are with me. Lord, you are my fortress and our rock, my shield. I will not be afraid. And uh, I just feel that God in his grace for this episode too wanted to say it to you. Listen, this is true for you, not just for Pastor Mark, not just for me, but for your life too as well. So if you enjoyed the podcast, let us know, podcast at cag.org. If you have some thoughts to it, let us know. Please share this with as many people as you possibly can. My prayer, honestly, is that it would be an encouragement at the right moment, at the right season, at the right time for your life and for anyone who will see this. So we give God praise and his glory. We want so much to glorify him uh, through our life and through our journey of grace. All of us are in the same journey, and all of us, whatever you're facing, can go back to the truth that God is the God who will walk with you every step of the way on your own journey of grace. God bless you all, and I'll see you again in episode three soon. God bless. God bless.